time, weather, and... Can we hear me? We can. Yes. Um, oh, I always love a good musical intro. <laughs> oh, I do. I love a good musical intro. I think I sang at least four times on my second episode. It was a solo episode. And I'm like, Maybe. I don't know if people are going to come back. But if you do, <laughs> you're a true fan. Um, Encore. I love it. Are my vocals coming through? Oh my gosh, guys, welcome. <laughs> welcome back. This is like some raw audio, which I love a good, just like impromptu, you know, like we've been having like a fun little like vibe conversation right now. And I'm like, all right, I think it's time. Let's roll into I think, it. I think we're ready to get into it. Guys, welcome back. As always, it's me, Rachel LaForce, and you are listening to The Rachel LaForce Show. That's right. Why name a show after anything else but yourself? Guys, I am so excited. Also, are we still okay with using the term guys? I feel like people have a lot of opinions. I haven't used it for 10 years. I really? I y'all when I, when I moved to Colorado for college, and I love it because it's non-gendered. Y'all and folks. And yeah. from being from the South, those are like... Just, you know, chef's kiss. They always work. Mm -hmm. And then I feel like I've been using friends. I like friends. But that feels like it's been commandeered by social media now. So so who, Mm. I think it was Whitney Port. Uh, Shout out to the city. If you guys remember that short lived show on MTV. Hello, millennials. And uh, she said recently, hello, my favorite strangers. And I actually really liked, I liked that term because I mean, she has, you know, millions and millions of followers. So to her, she's like, these are my favorite strangers. It is my community, (laughs) but like, I don't know you guys. And I'm like, how self-aware. Yeah, I like that. My friends, my favorite strangers, y'all, listen up. Today's episode is super fun. Thank you so much for being here. This is Leah Knauer. She is a witch. She is an artist. She is a singer. She is, I'm getting goosebumps again. Uh, The, in my opinion, the just quintessential multi-hyphenate of, uh, you're now showing, sharing all these amazing impressions that you're doing. Uh, so, so, so many things, actress, uh, and most recently empowerer of teaching other people about the power of manifestation. Thank you so much for seeing everything I do. I have ADHD, so I do a lot of stuff. I'm also a Gemini. So I, I decided 2022 was the year of showing my talents. I know that I am talented and like, that's why I perform and do stand up and improv. But like, I realized, oh, I'm not really showing that online. And like, it's basically an audience and it's a community, like you said, with Whitney Port. So it's like, I should, I've been reworking my uh, relationship with social media. So that perfect segue. It's almost like she has a podcast of her own and she's done this for a long time. (laughs) It's almost like that. That's exactly why I wanted you to come on for and talk to me about this. And you guys just get to like be privy to the conversation. What's so wild to me is, you know, we, we always say where it's like, even if people think, even if you think people aren't paying attention, they are. Mm-hmm. And silently, you know, in many, many moons ago, I was able to come on your and Rachel's podcast, Basic Witches. Uh, we'll Gigi. Do- she goes by Gigi now. 
Oh, and just in t- okay, because it's yeah. Gigi Savage. Gigi Savage. Oh, Savage. Oh, c'est français. So so fierce. I love it, and um. It's so funny. I, I'm sure to listen back to that episode. I mean, that was like 2019. I would really. We were so young. Then. I, I mean, but but honestly, we really were because I feel like. But since then, I mean, you guys were on such a similar journey in different ways in the same way where I was. And like, so hearing you share that, we were like, yeah, I have all these talents. And that's been my fear where I'm like, oh, well, I came to L.A., you know, like with agents and I was touring. So it was like, I'm just a comic and I'm just going to be a comedic actor and that's mm-hmm. it. And then I was like, this actually isn't as gratifying as I thought it was going to be. Um, And you're pigeonholing yourself when you say, I'm just a blank. Exactly. And then I'm like, well, if you say you like do everything, then you're like the person who's like, I'm a photographer and a DJ and I also Mm -hmm. babysit. Like, I didn't want to give into that either. And then I was like, dude, why don't you figure out what it is you love to do before you already decide what you can and cannot do? Yes. And human beings are so complex. We are not just one thing. We will never be just one thing. Amen. Well, and I think, you know, so much of our creative work influences the other things we do. Mm -hmm. So that's the other thing, you know, sometimes if I consult her, you know, and people ask like, how should I get started or what should I do? And the idea of like 10,000 hours and all that. And I'm like, do the things that light you up. And then eventually they'll all lead to something. Do it and stop asking and looking for permission. Just fucking do it. Well, 100%. And then this goes back to the thing because I reached out to you and I was like, hey, I love everything you're doing. Like your social media is so vibrant and so fun. And there is this sense of like, boss bitch, but there's also this very real sense of vulnerability, which I think is very attractive. It's approachable. And in my, I take a lot of issue, I think, and a lot of why I, cause I agree with you where to me, I'm like, this is the greatest audience. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, Oh, I want to be on stage more. It's like, dude, you can be on stage every day. If you utilize this in a way, and, right? And they follow you. Your followers follow you. So they already like you. They're already saying, hey, I want to be here. And hey, if they change their mind, they're so free to go. You're not holding them captive. Sure. But like, they already like you. So show up, show up for your community. And it's called social media, not, okay. I, I also have to say, I would be totally remiss if I did not mention Angela Gallo, Angel Phoenix. Um, she is so like pivotal in my reworking my relationship with social media. I took her um, free social media incubator and she just so much of the wisdom that I will probably like say to you today. Sure. She helped me see um, that like so often people treat social media like like antisocial. They just watch and they won't comment. And it's so interesting because I learned that other people's engagement with you affects your engagement. So if you have followers that are like not engaging with you and not actually like treating it like a community that hurts your quote likes, but I'm also teaching myself that it's not about likes anymore. It's about community. It's about engagement, not only for like the numbers game of engagement, but of actually like these are human beings. I think so often on social media, we forget these are other human beings. It's not just like someone tapping a button. It's not a robot. It's like these are people with feelings, with emotions, with histories. And just like we should treat it, treat it more human. Amen. I And I think, too, because so. With that, that's where where I was like, 
Leah, do you want to come on and talk with me about having a healthy relationship with social media and and kind of everything around that? Because I, for so long, also held myself back from my own judgments where I was like, oh my God, like, I don't want to be that person. And then that judgment of like, I don't want everyone I did comedy with to be like, dude, did you see like LaForce? And then I'm like, who is paying attention? I had these same thoughts. I still have these same of thoughts. Of course. So tell me. Yeah. And that's where I was like, there was something you posted recently and you were, you were so vulnerable about like uh, when you were like, I sometimes I get down on myself because I post about my art and maybe there's not as much engagement. And so I always am like, and there's a few people on social media that do that for me too, where I'm like those days where you're like, is this stupid? Like, am I an idiot for wanting to do this? Right. Or those negative thoughts. Mm-hmm. And then I'll see something of you guys and it, or you friends y'all will come up and yeah, it totally mm-hmm. reshifts that for me. It's like and, an adjustment. Yes. And even still like there's things that I'll post that will get like 30 likes, kind of like nothing. Right. Sure. But then I'll get one message of someone being like, wow, that post like inspired me so much. It changed my day. I'm like, good, done. All I needed to do was inspire one person today. And I did it. Amen. And that's the other thing that I've realized too 30 likes. I always look at it. If like, if I got 30 people out to a comedy show, that's a really good night to get 30 people out. So you've engaged 30 people. That is potent. It is, it is significant. And even when, you know, I think that's really what now I'm like, I'm, and this word has been commandeered to authenticity. But the more I'm chasing my own authenticity and the more I'm really staying in my own lane and what am I sharing? Because it lights me up, then I'll worry about whoever decides to come along for the ride. Like right now, the phase I'm in, my job is to show up for me. And then as I walk myself through this and I'm more and more comfortable, then I can really, you know, that outward focus of, you know, the algorithms and engagement and all of those things that is a part of building a personal brand, certainly. But how can I just show up for me right now? Yes. And like your Instagram can be that you showing up for you. It's your page. You can do whatever you want. It's your space and you're creating whatever you want that vibe to be. So I'm so glad that you can like see, I don't know if you noticed the shift or just in general, my Instagram, but like, I'm so glad that you feel those feelings because when I'm creating these graphics, I'm like, oh yes, I love these colors. I love the vision. Like it's for me, it's art. I'm creating art, even though now it's gotten boiled down to quote, content, which I fucking hate. I hate that word. I hate it. I'm not a content creator. I've been an artist my entire life. I'm an artist. And when we say content, it makes it like it's digestible and like content creators are like supposed to create for free for you where it's like, we're artists. I agree. And I, and you know, and I also, I've, I've been conscientious to not like completely poo poo or shit on quote unquote content creators. Oh, what, I'm not what, at all. No, I know. I know. I'm yeah. just saying in, in my own journey, cause Alex and I on our podcast, we talk about it a lot. And what I've realized is I'm like, there's a difference to me. And some people are personal brand and content creators, but there's some people where like their whole thing is finding like the reels that are trending and like, you know, uh, like pair this videos, right. Where it's like, if you have like black leggings, pair it with five different things. And like that, that's their, that is content. That is what they're creating. They're creating things to be digestible in a way that is kind of click through. To me, that's different than the journey that you and I are on. I think that because also, and correct me if I'm wrong, but like what you're wanting to do in a sense is you're almost really creating like your own 
universe, your own orbit. And then that way, like people can kind of come in at the things that they're attracted to. Maybe some people are like, oh, I'm just starting to learn about spirituality, but like, I absolutely love your Jennifer Coolidge impression. Right. Which like, so fun, by the way. Thank you. Oh my gosh. So fun. Oh gosh. (laughs) (laughs) She's the most fun. I was doing that. She's the best. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, Rachel, I just want to say, I think you're awesome. Isn't it? It's also the most fun. I don't know how many of you guys do impressions. It was funny. I was talking with somebody recently because they were like, you don't really do a lot of impressions. And for me, I was like the one place that they always existed, like. If you uh, are a working actor or comic in Atlanta, or in Atlanta, in Los Angeles, that's always the thing. Like around that one time of the year, it's like, okay, SNL auditions come up and you sit on the phone with your agent and it's like, what impressions can you do right now? So it's like, that was the only container for which they were um, needed, I guess, from me. But I always love seeing them because it's not a thing I really do very much anymore, but I always find them to be so interesting. And I love that you bring up SNL because this whole year for me is SNL season. Literally in my purse, I have live from New York, this like 500 page book about SNL. Yeah. It's a great book. And I want to be on SNL and I'm like owning that desire. I've always wanted to, but I never like felt confident enough to voice it. Sure. So me sharing my impressions is like the consistent slow journey of showing, Hey, I can do impressions. I am a writer. I am a comedian and I can do all these things. And it doesn't have to be just during SNL quote season that you can like show that off. Amen. And I think, um, one of the spiritual teachers that I really like, do you know, Remington Donovan? No, I'll have to introduce you via social media. Uh, so he is a, is many things, but primarily what he does on his social media is numerology. So I always tune in every year to his like numerology report for the year. So you can both have, um, 20, 22 is very feminine number balance. Yes. This is a six year all about like harmony and creation. And one of the main things is, uh, aligning with your destiny through consistency. Let's go. So yes, like that's, that's totally the vibe, which is, you know, I always talk about that because there's so much people, like so much of like, I'm only accepting this, like bigger and better, like onto this thing. Like even with like, and I know that you've talked about this. I do actually want to talk about this in full, but like raising my prices, like doing this, Mm -hmm. it's like, you only get to do those things through doing the initial work. You don't get to show up and go, oh, I'm only taking a top five agent. I'm only doing this. Do you have a reel? Have you worked at all? Have you made anything yourself? Like that's so much of my, and I'm interested, I know I want to talk about your manifestation course too. There's so much to talk about, but that's so much of where I want to lead people when it comes to, even with this podcast, but spirituality, which is like, spirituality is great and it should be an inner guide and something that brings you peace and directs you, but it is so much more rooted in your day-to-day life than you have any idea. It's yes. not green juice. It's not yoga. It's it, it can be those things for you, but it's showing up and doing the work every day. So I've been just so attracted to that and seeing that in your work, because you are really good about that of this consistency, even with your podcast, with you and Gigi of like choosing to show up and do this thing every day. And I know now you guys are kind of shifting into something new. I can't wait for that, for that. I know I'm so excited when that drop happens, but, um, and all of that is through consistency. So that's so much of what the six year is, is aligning, is letting everything else burn off. That's not in alignment with you. That's not in harmony for you. And how can you better tune into the things that are real for you and show up for those every day? Yes. There's a quote that I love and it's how you do anything is how you do everything. everything. I love that. 
because it's about showing up not only for like yourself online and in real life. The internet is like a microcosm of the universe of real life. There is positive and negative shit on there. You will find whatever you're looking for. Yep. So look for good shit and like follow people that inspire you. Don't follow people that make you feel bad, whether that's like through comparison. And if you feel bad about unfollowing them, then just mute them. But like social media should be a place where you like feel good. You, it's your page. It's who you follow. Don't do anything out of guilt or feeling like you need to like do whatever you want. I agree. Cause I always tell people too, it is a relationship mm-hmm. and there is a lot of conversation that we're having, right. About like the detriment of social media and filters and all these things are very real, but I always go back to, especially with like the political climate and everyone's like, we're so divided. We're this, we're that it's the media. There's a lot of blame. And I'm like, you can only take responsibility for yourself. Mm. And that does not mean that what you choose, you know, it's not being a Pollyanna. It's not like, Oh, I'm not going to look at bad things. Cause like then the world's not bad. No, you live in a world to your point that is polarization. We have good, we have evil, we have light, we have dark, whatever, words or language that you use. Right. Mm -hmm. But that's what exists. And that is what's real. But we do get to choose how we navigate through that. And we as a whole, as a collective are not going to continue to ascend to this place of living in more harmony and living and accepting that we do have differences, that we, there, there is tribalism for a reason that we connect with the people that were alike, that we are not going to accept those things if we can't accept them in our own lives. And yes. it, uh, it starts and like, not to boil it down, but like so much of it does start with our own phones with us and what our intake is. Oh yes. And I, I think beyond that, it, it would go to mindset too. Oh yeah. Like mindset leads everything. I was just going to let, I was going to let it sink in. Cause it's, I don't need to, I don't need to say amen to that. I was like, I didn't have more to say. No, we'll let that, we'll let that sink in. I think it's so true, but it's also, that's another thing of like, you know, I always tell people I got sober from alcohol and 2018. So it'd be four years in January. And like, wow, congrats. Thanks. It's really exciting. And, um, but it's so wild to me because, or actually, maybe by the time this comes out, I will already have had four years. Thank you Is guys. Is it hard for Thank you, you so or are you so used to it now? No, it's okay. I mean, for a while, when I first got, well, I got sober on accident. People, people that listen to this know the story, but I was living with somebody, we broke up and, uh, I had to share a house with him for 50 days. So I didn't want to like, you know, add fuel to the fire. So I was like, Oh, I'm just not going to drink while I live here. So that way we can like minimize the drama. Smart. It's painful. It doesn't have to be dramatic. Well, after 50 days of being sober, when you haven't been sober for 50 days in your adult life, I was like, Oh shit. Yeah. Um, you know, I went to rehab when I was 19. I do. Yeah. So the only time you went that's the only thing okay. I went. Um, well, I don't <laughs> know. That's just for you. No, no. <laughs> I was hoping for a real sob story, Leah. No, uh, no, I just asked because I know a handful of people that went like earlier in life and then some have revisited it. Do you have a relationship with alcohol now? No, I was actually just talking about the, this earlier this morning. Um, like, I wouldn't say I drink, but sometimes I do. Sure. But I definitely don't drink the way I used to. I mean, I got hammered, blackout, drunk, saying horrible things. And like, yeah, just bad. Wake up with throw up in my bed. Like I should have died twice in college. That was what ended up with my parents like 
putting me in rehab against my own will. And it was horrible. It was the worst fucking time in my life. And it was 10 years ago now. And it's so funny because I, when I was there, I became like the entertainer of the rehab. Of course. Yes. And I was always singing and dancing once I got over my resentment of being there. So like a week, a week into it. <laughs> sure. And then like, I like joined the rehab band and I was like singing. So it's so funny, like thinking back then, cause I was like, oh my God, I can't ever tell anyone I went to rehab. This is so embarrassing. And then like nine months later, I moved to LA, started talking about it on stage it, it started stand-up at 19 and that became like my new addiction for lack of a better word yeah. and like it, it's so it's such a part of my story now so it's so funny that I didn't want to talk about it but it's it was it's a huge huge life-changing moment for me because I realized like I I get a choice every day of what I want to do and do I want to like basically kill myself with alcohol or do I want to actually go after my dreams and stop living in fear mindset Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So well, I, I, yeah, I'm kind of sober. Um, yeah. I mean, and that's the, you know, so that's the interesting thing. Cause when I first got sober, I have a lot of addicts in my family and my life. And like my mom opened a rehab center for women in Atlanta oh many, gosh. many moons ago. So like, I'm super familiar with it. It wasn't like, so that's why it was so weird to me. Like all of a sudden I was like, Oh my God, I, I mean, you know, in the back of your head, right? When you're blacking out and nobody knows, like you keep secrets. Like I wasn't shocked, but what I was shocked at was how much I realized I didn't know myself and mm -hmm. that, and that's why I was drinking. Like I didn't know. I mean, that's even why yes. so much of my voice has changed in what I want to do. And there's been a grieving process of being like, oh, maybe like getting passed at the store is no longer my number one dream. And like, that's wild. I mean, I've only performed my whole life. I'm sure similar to you where like I've danced, I've sang, like I've been a triple threat my whole life. Yes. Like my dreams have never changed. So at 35 to be like, oh, I'm going to move to Atlanta. I'm going to root there. I'm going to expand there. And I'm going to do what it is I'm realizing in this lifetime I'm really supposed to do. And so much of that involves comedy. So much of it involves like I'm still just started writing a new pilot. Like all of those things are real and I know that they will come to me, okay. but they weren't they weren't supposed to come in the order that I thought they were going to. Mm -hmm. And like accepting that and, and being, all, all of that was not for nothing. You have all of those skills. You have all of that knowledge. No one can take that from you. And in fact, I'm so much more grateful for it. That's what I was going to say before we started recording where I was like, you know, it'll be seven years. And they say like every seven years, like all of the cells turn over in your body, right? Like who I was when I moved here mm. is so different. And what I thought I moved here to do. And so much of comedy is what is your point of view? And if you would have asked me seven years ago, I would have told you some BS answer. I had no clue. I was just like, I don't know. I've been funny my whole life. This is what I'm supposed to do. And now I'm like, oh, I know exactly my point of view is to talk about all these things that we deem as like different mm -hmm. spirituality, even mental health is still like a different thing. I'm mm -hmm. like, it's the whole thing. It's the it's whole everything. fucking thing. And like how, you know, how can I bring peace people like closer to the water, you know, with just talking about things in a way that's like grounded and hopefully like really help some people. Mm -hmm. And, and if nothing else, like, you know, recognize that all of the fruits of my labor of showing up for myself every day is worth it and, and, and is enjoyable. So I always, I'm always interested because yeah. So when I first got sober and it was that thing of like, I was like, Ooh, should I go to rehab? Like, are, are these like, is it an addiction? And then now I've recognized, like, I don't, I don't identify it as that. Like, I don't feel like the, the compulsion to drink, like as you know, the disease, according to AA, I don't, I don't align with that. 
but it certainly was like, yeah, for me, alcohol was a way to hide. Mm. Oh, absolutely. It's like, if I feel bored, drink, sad, drink, nervous, drink. And then all of a sudden you're, you're muting all of these emotions that are totally okay to feel. Oh yeah. It's like necessary to feel these things. Cause that's the only way to get through it is by feeling it. And when you suppress it, then things just like bottle up, no pun intended yeah. and get even worse. Exactly. Well, it's also what I was saying was like feelings are information. Mm-hmm. It's not fact. Yes. It's there to let you know, like to inform you what the fuck is going on with you. Yes. But I didn't want to know. And I, and you know, it's also hard sometimes, like I have done a lot of like really forgiving myself. I mean, obviously it's like so much of what I was doing, it's survival and it's doing the best you can in the moment. And then I wouldn't be able to like build all the things I'm building now had that not, you know, it's, it's all a journey. Right. But it's true where I was like, all of it was information, but I didn't want to hear it. I didn't want those bell and whistles. I didn't want to know that I was gripping, that I was holding on, that I was like, this just desperately has to work. And like being in a space safe enough to be like, oh, fuck it. And just drop everything. Absolutely. And that's what the process was like. Yeah. Going to rehab for me was the worst thing that happened to my, in my life. And it's the best thing that happened in my life Yeah, because it, it showed it like, I feel like that set me up for success for the last 10 years because I know darkness. I I have empathy for addicts. I have empathy for like survivors of certain things and just like compassion and, and use telling my story shows other people that it does get better and it can get better. And like, you are so strong and powerful and you have a choice in how you lead your day to day. Amen. And I think there's so much of that of, yeah, I think what I'm so grateful for and, you know, trauma is not a comparison, right? But I even, I'm even, or I would say I'm, I'm grateful for my problems. Mm. I'm grateful for the things that have changed me. And now like really this em- embracing kind of what you were talking about of like, you originally thought you weren't going to talk about rehab and then it became a huge vehicle for your voice and probably opened you up to all these other things. And I feel that way of like, man, so many goosebumps. My whole body is like electrified, but you know, there is so much of that where I'm like, whatever is next for me. And I do have visions and I kind of think I know where this is going, you know, which is still overwhelming. And then going, let's start today and we'll walk ourselves there, but being excited and, you know, and I don't know if you, um, if you do downloads or visions or kind of how we can get into that too. Um, or I know you've been doing that on your, on your stories. Um, but that's where I'm like, holy shit, I'm supposed to get there. How am I going to get there? You know, this is assuming, so let me slow down. Some people might not have this language I'm talking about if I'm, uh, meditating or for me, sometimes a vision will come through. So I'll see something that doesn't mean that like, I'm like that exact thing is going to happen, but it's just kind of a guide. Um, or almost like literally like a trailer of like, here's what's next, but it's only what's next. If you follow it, Mm -hmm. if you choose to have the faith and that's why most people don't, because it seems insane. Yes. Honestly, it seems insane to me Mm -hmm. that four years ago, living with somebody that, I mean, I do think that we loved each other, but you know, and I'm grateful for that relationship, but like uh, the joke version is like living with somebody I had no business living with. Okay. In a relationship I had no business being in that was built on nothing but fear to now being like, oh, I have a healthy baby, a healthy marriage, a business, a, a, a voice that won't quit. Yes. <laughs> and I'm ready to go the next thing. I'd be like, there's no, there's no way. 
But that didn't happen overnight. Those four years yes. of walking yourself to it, of that consistency of oh showing up. Oh my God. As far as dating, I was like, uh, yeah, dating comics. So basically just emotionally unavailable. Uh -huh. I had horrible, uh, emotionally toxic relationships. Basically dated my mom, who is not a nice person to me, yeah. at least. And um, yeah, and and that was out of fear as well. And now my boyfriend of two and a half years is like the sweetest, most purest angel. And I'm just, I'm so grateful. And he tells me that he's grateful for me that I like have made all of those choices because it was a choice to like, it was really fucking terrifying to go on a date with a nice guy. Cause I'm like, wait, so you're just going to be nice to me and mm -hmm. things will just be peaceful. Oh, I almost Stop talking to Alex because I was like, I'm going to hurt. I will destroy you. Yeah. You are a nice man. I will destroy I'm you. I'm going to run away so fucking fast. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I know. Well, it's interesting because I think when I was on your... Uh the basic witches podcast, mm -hmm. that was something that you had talked about that you were really wanting to kind of mm -hmm. manifest this relationship. Cause I think I had just really, I was talking a little bit about my relationship with Alex and that was something. So yeah, it's funny. Cause you guys, at least if I'm like looking at an image of the two of you, yeah, there is this like very beautiful yin yang, um, balance of energies, Aww. like almost like the, the fire in him balances out yours. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That I was like, there, there is this, this balance that you guys have, which I think is so great because true partnership is having somebody to juggle with. Oh, we're so opposite. I said that on our first date. I was like, you know, we're like, he's never had a drink in his life. Meanwhile, I went to rehab at 19. <laughs> I was like, oh, you know, we're so fucking different. And it's so funny. Cause like he will show up and to see each other and he'll be wearing blue and I'll be wearing pink and we're, I'm like, we're so heteronormative, first of all. And second of all, we so like balance each other out. We're so different, but it, it it's perfect for us. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I mean, yeah, I could do a whole series about like dating and actually like actually dating for partnership. Yes. Because I think I'm talking about this hot plug. I'm sure you guys don't know. Doing a, doing a solo show. Don't know if you know this. Uh, coming to Fringe Festival, uh, summer, June, 2020. And 2022, if we make it there, stay tuned. But uh, a whole chunk of it is about how for so long I blame myself about showing up for toxic relationships. But now I think that Adele and Taylor Swift need to take some of the blame because <laughs> we grew up like, you know, jamming out to these songs about unrequited love and like toxic relationships that- Kind of like know, damsel in distress mindset. Yeah. And that was all that was- show so there and there's almost this sense of like sexiness about that that there there isn't anything sexy to what's healthy mm, so true it's just not and it's not dramatic it seems boring to people yeah and by people I mean me <laughs> yeah I mean and me too I was the yeah. same way and now I'm like oh man it's the best I love there's a reason why vanilla is a staple flavor yes. you know there really is where there is a sense it's of peace yes and I think specifically, and I don't mean to speak for you, but for I'm ADD, I'm ADHD, Girl. Uh, sober, <laughs> like my brain doesn't stop. Mm -hmm. And I think for personalities like that and feminine energy like that, that is explosive, it's expansive. Having a partner that brings you a sense of peace mm -hmm. allows you to expand and be even bigger. When you're giving so much of your energy to a negative relationship, specifically a romantic relationship, 
good luck accomplishing your dreams. Yeah. Because you're, you're fueling so much energy into that place that you don't have any for you. And that becomes the center of your world. I feel like I've, I've gotten so much done career wise in the past two years because I feel so secure in my relationship. And I know that I'm loved. And like, at the end of the day, I get to go home to someone who's like so sweet. Whereas before it was like, just yearning, always like reaching, looking outward, trying to find someone to complete, complete me, which I know no one will complete me. I complete me, but it's like having that other person is. Uh, totally. And I think, you know, if there are people that are single listening to this and rolling their eyes on the one one like, okay, good for you guys. Uh, I hear you and I see you, but I, I do think so much of that. And then I'd like, I hate to say this, which is like, learn to love yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think it's so much of that of like the more, you know, how you do anything is how you do everything. Right. And when, when we show up for ourselves in a way that's love, that is loving, we're more likely to be attracted to men, women, or, you know, non-binary persons that complete us in that way because we are used to accepting love. We are used to accepting support. When we abandon ourselves, like in my, like I was abandoning myself by drinking all the time. I was abandoning myself by being in friendships with people who ran all over me. I was abandoning myself by being with an agent out of fear when I'm really like, these people have no idea who I am. Like everything I was doing was out of fear. So of course I would have no idea what to do with, you know, a man who picks me up on the first date and is like waiting down at the car to like open the door for me. Right. I'm like, what are you like? Is yeah. this some sort of joke? Yeah. What kind of loser are you? You know, like rather than being like, Oh, as he should, yes. I am valuable. My time is valuable. This is someone who's showing up and letting me know they're interested and in being a part of this. Uh huh. I always told you, I'm like, you're so nice to me. He's like, that's so sad <laughs> 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 that like, you don't already expect that. Um, if there are people listening that do want to manifest a relationship, a partner, write down specifically, be so specific about what you want, how you want this relationship to make you feel, what characteristics of this person are you looking for? Write it all down, fold it, keep it, trust that it's coming to you and then be those characteristics yourself and show up for yourself and trust that that person is coming. And like, it's crazy Drew fits all of, all of the things I wrote down. It's I love so that. weird. Yeah. Well, it is weird, but it's also just like real. Cause you were doing it you were doing the work and you were attracting it. Right. Mm-hmm. And like that, that's the, and the, this is a good segue of talking about your manifestation course and things like that, which is, you know, it's be a fit receptacle. And that's where I was like, how am I going to build an audience of people that want to come to spirituality from a way of comedy? And then I was like, oh, I have, I have to create a place for them to come to build it and they will come. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, it seems insane to start a Patreon for something that like, I don't really know what I'm going to fill it with yet, but you don't have to know that yet. Start to build spaces for people to join you. Yes. And then you can, you know, but being like, well, I don't know, I guess they'll find me and then I'll build it. That makes absolutely no sense. And you know, no reward without risk. It's like, you're, you're going to have to risk looking silly, Mm -hmm. but going back to the social media thing, which is like, I, I, and not that like, Oh, I'm a martyr, but you know where it is. It's like the more that like, we're all scared. Mm -hmm. If you are a human existing, you are scared. You have complicated feelings. It is, it is dualities. You can be both, like I said earlier, you know, you can be, you can be a boss bitch and you can also be vulnerable and have this intrinsic need for security and love. And, that's great. <laughs> That's why it's, you know, it's it, sun goes down at night, sun comes up in the morning. It's like, there is a sense of duality that keeps yes. everything balanced. And so 
for me, I'm like the more and the more you do something that scares you, it no longer becomes scary because you have you have evidence that it works out. Yep. Right. And then you can do even more scarier shit. Exactly. So that's why I'm always like, make yourself a fit receptacle for the thing that it is that you want. And for me, that's that's how I identify manifestation for myself has always been that, which is like do the work, like the steps of the things that you have control over and then Mm -hmm. become a fit receptacle for everything else. And being open to the thing changing, like this was something I thought about when you were talking about um, SNL and showing up for that, which is like, and even through doing that, let's say SNL doesn't become the thing. And then someone else is like, hey, we love this world that you've created. Do you want to pitch us a sketch show? And all of a sudden you have the Leah Knauer hour. Yes. You know, and you're doing, I just got goosebumps again, and you're doing this whole thing and you're having different people come on and it becomes a sketch variety show simply because you showed up in that way. Exactly. It's like being open to all of the kinds of possibilities. Yeah, exactly. I'm not stuck on SNL. Um, Oh man, there was something I was going to say and I forget. It'll come back. I know. It always does. It always happens. So with your man, so through... All of this. Oh, go ahead. Oh, it's about, for me, it's about growth mindset and abandoning perfectionism because perfect does not exist. And when you allow yourself to not be perfect and just show up and learn through every part of the journey, you are not only giving yourself yourself permission to show up, you're giving other people to permission to show up because they see, oh, that's not perfect, but she did it and she's okay. No one came out with spears. No one's like out to like hurt her. Like she's just, it's just fine. Like you can just show up. Amen. And that, well, and again, that's why I've always, I wanted to have you on talking about all of these things, which is like, you know, it is essentially of like, what is our relationship with social media and things like that. But the bigger conversation really is like, how do you do things even when you're scared? Mm. How do you, because that to me is also a true manifestation. I think, I think there is this sense of like the, the word, you know, again, like I said, authenticity manifestation is another one of those that's been commandeered and then parodied. And which for me, the real truth is like setting a goal and making the steps each part of the way. Right. And like, which is what's so great about your course. Cause you literally like set a course for yes. people to join you, uh, in the things that it is that they want to manifest. But I think there is something so refreshing about people who just choose to show up. Like that's so much of my journey right now. Like I know that a lot of social media is about attracting things through things that are pretty. Right. And like, admittedly right now, like I don't feel very pretty. I'm still, you know, and like I feel feel beautiful and all those things, but like, you know, I have a kid now we're moving, we're doing all these things. Like I don't have time to wake up and spend an hour to get beautiful where I'm, or I'm choosing not to devote that hour to that. Right. I do. I do have a choice. Well, thank you so much. Um, but like I said, I do, I do feel beautiful. I feel like I'm radiating that, but this sense of like something else that popped up for me when I was thinking about you and I love this so much, which is like dressing up is Mm. power. Mm. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. Like little kid dress up. Like when you would dress up for the fun of it. And I feel like I'm wearing body glitter today. I know, but that's what Ah! I'm saying. Like you like walked up and just like so much just fun and like pizzazz and the sense of like, I always go back to, and I don't mean to make light of death, but there is the sense of like, it's only one shot guys. And we don't know, we don't, we're all going to die. We don't know when. And like, you know, that's what always brings me back when I get scared about taking a risk, which I'm like, if I really believe in the power of everything that I do, and I know that we're just floating in the middle of this giant cosmos and none of this really in a sense matters. Dude, wear the body glitter. Have yes. a have a little fun. Yes. Can you have a little bit of fun? You know, yes. 
So dressing up as power, but that sense where I was like, oh, I should, I should wait to promote all these things or do something. Cause like, I don't have promo pictures or I don't, you know, like right now we're not in our full studio. So it's like, I can't do video with everybody. And it's like, just start, Mm -hmm. just start. You can figure it out. Like the, the purpose of what you're wanting to do, the tonality of it, the feeling of it is what is really going to attract people. That's what I love so much when you're talking about, you know, if you're looking for a partner, write down, how do you want to feel? Right now, that's what I'm doing with, you know, kind of working into this new area of work. And I don't really, I'm not labeling it. Like, I don't know what it is. I don't know how it's all going to work out. So I'm like, I'm not focusing on goals or end goals or visions. Like, how do I want it to feel? Yes. And that, because that, that's the real, that frequency or that currency. And that is what people, um, that's the magnet. When I get dressed, it's always based on like, okay, what's my energy today? Am I low energy? Do I want to be like chill, sporty girl and wear sweats? Or like today I was like, ooh, like glitter. I want neon green eyeshadow. It's all about a feeling of like, who do I want to embody? Sure. You get a chance every day to be like a different person, but I'm a Gemini. So <laughs> always, always. Uh, I'm a Taurus sun sign. So I tend to be love, you know, very much. I'm kind of like, I feel like my new aesthetic is just like every heroine in like a Nancy Myers movie. Like I just always look like I'm like, do you guys know where the Pottery Barn is? That's my new, just like comfortable and steady. I love it. And, you know, and then occasionally where it's like, you know, rock like a red suit and a pink pump. Yes. I love red and pink. It's my favorite color combo. I love it. It's just like very powerful. So you through all of this. Now, what came first? The your podcast with Gigi came first in regards to what? And before, um, the manifestation course, oh, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. So tell me a little bit about the journey that took you from kind of where you were before you started basic mm-hmm. and then kind of how, you know, cause we were talking about like each step leads you to the next thing. Uh-huh. And I think that's so important because a lot of people are going to go and look at your socials and be like, Oh my gosh, she's built all these things and she's branded and you know, all this stuff. And, but that didn't happen overnight. It took a lot of time, a lot of years, a lot of shadow work, a lot of therapy, a lot of journaling, like truly. And I still have to do those things every day. I okay. meditate every day and I have anxiety and depression. I still, these thoughts don't just go away, yep. but I know that all my negative thoughts are just a reflection of who I used to be and what I used to believe. Mm. Um, so thank you for seeing that. And so basic, Witches started uh, a little over three years ago, but the manifestation course was really inspired by the story of Kevin Smith. And I feel like that is, that is like one of my core lessons that I've learned in my life that I want to share with people. Sure. Um, I tweeted at Kevin Smith for 278 consecutive days to try to get into his movie and it worked and I got into his movie. I love that. Yes. And that whole journey is what inspired me to make the manifestation course. Cause it was like, I was showing up every day. This whole thing started as a joke. And then it got to be like 15 days of tweeting at him. And people were like, you can't stop now. Like, it's so funny. So then I'm like, well, fuck, I told people I'm going to do this. So now I have to do this. So I tweet at him every day. And from that whole journey, I learned about manifestation and what it is. And it's having a vision. It's about taking inspired action based on that vision. It's about having accountability for yourself and maybe seeking it from others. If that's not enough. And it's about gratitude, being grateful for every part of the process. Amen. 
Uh huh. I love it. And that's what I also, it's so interesting to me too, of so much of, I guess success for lack of a better word to me really comes from being okay to like wade through the shit yeah. and, and, and show up every day. Like yeah. we all, we want this quick fix. We want this thing of like, I think that's why it's so easy for people in some ways to kind of like shit on spirituality. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but really where I'm like, it really is foolproof. Yeah. Like if you actually do the work, like that's the thing that's, you know, people always say, um, if you're somebody who does the the gym, the best thing about going to the gym is that it's actually, if you show up every day for yourself, then you have results. Right. And there's not a lot of things in our life that are like that. And I'm like, I would argue actually everything is like that. We just get tired because unlike if your body starts to change, you have somewhat of a quote unquote instant gratification. You can see something, but we live in this, especially going back to social media where everybody's like got a big announcement coming up or like personal announcement excited for this like no matter what field you're in even if you're not in entertainment or you know kind of this this world it's somebody getting married somebody's getting engaged somebody had a baby like you're only seeing and I know this is you know old news but you're only seeing like the highlights of people mm-hmm. and you're mm-hmm. not seeing the choices to show up for themselves every day or the tweeting at oh, uh, yeah. Kevin Smith every day yeah I don't like post pictures of me when I'm crying or like <laughs> you know deep into like a deep meditative therapy journal session. But like all of that is, is happening. And like we, as human beings, we need to go through all of that. And failure is, if you ask any CEO, any successful business person, failure is a part of success. And when you accept that you're free. Yep. Cause you can just, Oh, I can just do what I want. Learn do it better and just keep doing that process instead of like, oh, I can't do this until this or that. I can't do that. No, it's like, just do it now. Just start now. Yeah, I would say that's always my best. I, you know, I love a good quote. I love a good mantra. And, but start now is probably one of the best because it it almost applies to like everything, mm-hmm. you know? It's mm-hmm. like, just start now, just do it today. And because you don't have to do all of it. Yes. You you get to do just a little bit of it every single day. And I think for me and my ADHD brain, that's hard. Mm-hmm. Like in some ways having Jonah, well, having Jonah has been a gift in many ways, but in one of the ways for me is I don't have as much time to myself that I used to. Mm-hmm. So I really have to be, no, I used to throw away my own time all the, because people are like, hasn't your life changed? Cause you had a baby. I'm like, well, I used to drink all my time away too. So we have choices of how we bullshit our time away. Mm-hmm. We all just do it differently. So now I'm like, okay, if I get two hours, Alex and I more or less try to negotiate where we each have two hours a day. That's like just for us. Love that's, it. that's not about work. It can be if we want, but if like you want to go to the gym, if you want to work out, you want to meditate, like whatever. So I do like a lot of like midday baths with like a lot of incense, oh, you know, yes. I'm just that mom. Um, but we have two hours a day that are for us. And so I really have to be mindful of like, what, mm. what is it today that will really best support me? And some days it is working on building out what this next you know, the things that I'm manifesting and working on. And sometimes it's today. I actually need to just lay in bed and watch the great British bake off because I need to rest so that tomorrow I can take my two hours and apply something else. So yes. Yeah. I think really that that's like self-assessment, self-assessment and self-acceptance of seeing where you're at, accepting it and then giving yourself what you need. Well, that's what you're talking about with getting ready. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I love morning routines. I love people that like, they're like, this is my morning routine every morning. I'm like, good on you. But I just am not, 
that I, cause it's interesting of like, you know, if you're an astrology person and listening to this, so like I'm a Taurus sun. So there are things that I'm like very steadfast in, but I'm also, um, a Scorpio moon. Oh, so, or excuse me, Scorpio rising. So like, okay. I also have a lot of like, you don't get to tell, I will decide. Yeah. Okay. And like, I'm going to do like very much that as well. So deciding to do the same thing every day is not for me, but waking up and having that self-assessment. Yes. And, and I have to, I've had to really get good at being able to do it very quickly because sometimes my mornings are, my baby's crying. That's my alarm. So then I get up and I start my day and, and being able to take a second and go, okay, we're going to get up Jonah. And the first three things we're going to do are blank. Mm -hmm. So that, you know, it's like even just being able to do that because I'm certainly guilty of, and that gets into postpartum blues and the whole thing. That's a, a different podcast for a different day. But like, you know, how can I quickly navigate out of a, when you're talking about it, like having anxiety, having depression, but being able to acknowledge it, like, ah, so much of what you said where you're like, it's not, it's just my old self yes. wanting to like keep me safe or wanting yes. to like, I feel that way of moving back. I mean, I say moving back to Atlanta, but it was 18 years ago since I lived there. So it doesn't necessarily feel like moving back, mm -hmm. but you're moving there as a new version of your Yeah. And what is that like? Because there's a lot of people there that are expecting, that are going to want to participate in relationships with me in the way that they used to participate with me. And I'm no longer showing up in that way. Love it. And so, you don't need to. I, no, not at all. Oh my gosh. It's, and, who has time? And don't you hope that they're showing up differently too? I hope we're all growing and changing all the time. I do. And that's something I have to remind myself too, because I still, mm -hmm. I'm really, really working on I still am admittedly like very much like a 16 year old mean girl in my head. Like sometimes like there is like a girl named Gretchen that just like exists in me somewhere. Mm. Um, and I think that is too, though. It's, it, it was just another way of keeping myself safe. Yep. And so having to be like there also, you know, when you talk about the, the ways that we create freedom for ourselves and one is just accepting that like everybody's going to do things differently mm -hmm. and like, that's okay. And also mm -hmm. seeing it as like, oh, isn't it interesting that you do it this way? Like, isn't that interesting that that's what works for you? And not necessarily having to like share that with somebody, but being able to acknowledge it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I want to go back a little bit. Please. Add something about, um, specifically about caring about what people think. Cause that's often what is holding us back. It's like, Oh no, like what, what are people going to think or self judgment of like, Oh, I don't want to look like that's stupid. That's dumb. Um, but assessing whose voice that is in your head, like you're saying the high school mean girl, is that you mm -hmm. or is that someone that has spoken to you before mm. and like being honest with yourself, like, okay, that's not my story. I think that because that is what my parents taught me, or mm. that is what my mom called me, or that is what this one mean girl one time in high school said. And like you said, it's like protecting you, trying to keep you safe. But like, if you're being honest with yourself, do you fucking care what that girl thinks? Yeah, no, no. Yeah. And like, if you're telling yourself these things, then every, it's just like you said, information. And it's a mirror of like, okay, I believe that because X, Y, Z, but that does not make it true. Absolutely. And so much of me now too, is like, I've never been a rebel. I'm a rule follower. And like, it's What's some moon Aquarius. Oh, that's the rebel. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. And so I'm really kind of tapping into that of like, oh, you think this won't work or you think this doesn't make sense. I'm going to show you exactly why it makes sense. And, and there's kind of like, 
I've always said where, you know, one of my taglines for all my stuff is like late bloomers welcome because I always feel like I've always been a late bloomer. I've always, but in the same way, I've, I've also like always been 47, you know, <laughs> You're like, not even 47. I know, yet. but that, but that's why I love this like phase of life because it's at the pace that I can maintain, which was also so, so much of like my relationship with drinking because everything was going so fast and everybody was acting like what we were participating in was normal. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is not normal. Mm-hmm. But at 15, you don't know how to articulate that. So I'm like, cool, well, I'll just drink with everybody else. So that voice goes away. Yep. And then this won't be a problem. So I've always been like, oh, I'm the one that's weird, which I mean, I am. But but you know what I mean? Where I was like, oh, I'm the outlier. I'm the one that's like, everybody else understands what's going on. And I'm just, I'm weird or I'm crazy or whatever. And now being like, oh, at 35 to be like connected back to that voice. So when you talk about like, mm-hmm. what's the voice in your head? Mm-hmm. Like meditating has been great for me for oh, that. Meditation is huge. Yeah, I do it every day. So I can click into that. Like what's the highest thought? Mm-hmm. Like what is, what is that voice? And when I love, cause you can, even when I get excited and I talk too fast, <laughs> my highest voice always talks to me like this. Uh-huh. There's no rush. You know the answer. Yes. You're welcome to do something different, mm-hmm. but you know what the answer is now. Especially when I go back, I'm like, are we sure? Like when I when it was Atlanta, I'm like, well, are we are we sure? And she's like, we're still sure. Now you can make any choice that you'd like, but if the fastest way to get to what you really want and what your destiny really is, is to do this, but you're welcome yes. to keep doing something different. And you have to trust yourself. <sighs> but that's the best thing. I think, you know, even with what you're talking about of like tweeting at Kevin Smith and it, it worked, it created this outcome. And it was really embarrassing for a part of the time. I mean, cause two, 278 days tweeting at the same person, you run out of jokes, you run out of things to say. I mean, it's almost a year. Yes. I mean, that's a long time. Mm-hmm. So did you, did you guys ever have a conversation? Like one, did you see him on set at oh, all? Yeah, he gave okay. me a big hug and he was like, let this be a lesson that persistence pays off. And I was like, got it. I, I love mean, it. It was just so fucking surreal being in New Orleans. First of all, one of the most witchy cities in the country. Yeah. And like being there shooting a movie that I wasn't even tweeting to get in the movie that I was tweeting to get in never happened. Cause he doesn't have the rights to mall rats. That's what I was trying to get into. Oh, interesting. And then, but he invited me anyway to do Jay and silent Bob reboot. And I'm, I'm in the end credits and it's just like, so surreal. When I was there, I was like, Oh my gosh, I tweeted to be here. This is so weird. But it's also that sense of like, I'm really trying to fall in love with, you know, when you're talking about, um, I center myself so many thoughts. Mm-hmm. You're talking about failure as a part of success. Mm-hmm. And what I, what I feel like now is like failure is just learning. Yes. I, I'm not failing. I might not like get that original thing that I thought I was going to. You could get something better. Yeah. And you still get the outcome. So it's like we are, we as a society are, so I mean, we live in, you know, patriarchal society, not sure if you've heard, um, you know, in a capitalistic society, not sure if you've heard, but so much of it is based on outcome. Mm-hmm. And that's where we fucked ourselves. Go, go, go. Make money, make money, churn it out, churn it out, go. Yeah. And it's like, you know, we did that so that we're also, which this is like a, another, you know, <laughs> one of my pillars, essentially, I feel like I'm always carrying the flame for, which is we have a collective society that's built itself around. If we keep you busy, you won't think about you. You won't worry about empowering yourself. You won't worry about, you know, 
making yourself the most healthy being, because if you're truly operating within the world for yourself, so many of the things that have money and have power in our society would literally cease to exist. Right. Like if you don't hate yourself, then like the beauty industry would shut down. Oh yeah. Like, oh, what? we have nothing to sell you now. Shit. Yeah. This sucks. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I just, that, that concept, and especially, you know, with the idea of failure that they tie into themselves, that the more that we accept, it's not, it's not failing, it's evidence. Mm -hmm. And that's not going like, guys, like failure isn't real. Like I understand it still sucks. There is still feeling attached to that. You know, like it still sucks to put something out there. You're really excited about going back to social media and like three people view it. Yeah. You know, Oh yeah. it's like, ah, uh, that sucks. It's vulnerable. It, yeah. Mm -hmm. But also going, the more I do it, yeah. the more that it just becomes like, it's a muscle, like yeah. anything else. You're attracting by like already putting that stuff out there instead of like chasing or needing it. I totally. Mm -hmm. What do you think? We're just getting lost in each other's eyes. Well, no, I was just like <laughs> looking at you. Cause sometimes, cause sometimes I'm kind of like, sometimes I'm like, did we do it? Do oh, we get we, it? Do you know what I mean? Did a lot. Do you feel like there's anything else that you, that you really want to share that you like want to circle back to? Yeah, actually. Sure. Go ahead. Um, well, with social media, it's like, I, I feel like I've run the gamut. I've been on all sides. I outed a sexual Hollywood sexual predator on Twitter. I remember this. And I've also tweeted my way into a movie. So I, I've really learned how to use social media to a speak your truth Mm -hmm. own your truth and go after what you want unapologetically and like outing outing the sexual predator Chris D'Elia not afraid to say his name yeah um because did you know it's actually not liable if what you're saying is true um, <laughs> so outing him was like extremely terrifying he groomed me online when I was 19 which sure was legal but it set up his whole like eight-year journey of grooming teen girls online. And right. I think I was one of the, one of the first, cause it was when he like first became famous. That was terrifying. I got victim blamed. I got so many internet trolls. I literally deleted my Twitter, which truly was great for me. It's sure. good for my mental health. Um, but it like was horrible and it felt so isolated. I felt so isolated, so alienated and just like, you, you gaslight yourself as a victim, as like, um, I don't know anyone who's been through trauma, you like tell yourself that it's your fault and stuff, but like dealing with so many internet trolls, it's so interesting because I've realized like I, these people oftentimes they'll have a, a profile picture. That's like an anime person. They have zero tweets. Yeah. yeah. It's like, who are you to fucking tell me who I am, what my truth is when you are not brave enough to show your face online and you are not brave enough to actually speak up. So like, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what my point is here, but I just hope that's helpful to share that like the internet is so powerful for speaking your truth and for showing up authentically as yourself and like choosing to you get to choose whose voice you care about and who like you believe and who, what kind of people you want to call in. I agree. And I think, you know, I always say it is the, the greatest frequency that we have mm -hmm. and it is a way to share. And I think it's also like never underestimating your own story. Yes. I think, I think there is something that's human. I think it exists more this is a general statement, but in women than in men, just because the way that we condition men and women are different. But 
your story is important. Amy Schumer actually texted me. She has like a text line and I mm. like texted her and she actually texted me back when, when I told her about the Chris D'Elia thing and she like thanked me for telling my story and she was like, you've inspired so many girls. And I almost forget that sometimes because Amy Schumer was a huge idol of mine. I was obsessed with her before she was quote Amy Schumer. Right. Like I listened to every single podcast she did, every single stand-up set. Like I loved her so much. And sometimes I forget that because it's like someone I idolized so much texted me and like, knew what happened to me and it was so powerful but it's like because it was such a dark gritty like horrible situation sometimes I forget but I'm like it was so she might not even realize like how special that was to have that validation from someone I admire so much of like yeah I, I am allowed to speak up about this and it will help other women to come forward about their own trauma or sexual assault or whatever's happened to them it's not your fault well, yeah. Amen to that. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, especially when, when you're using your voice for something that feels very scary, especially like sharing, uh, trauma, um, you know, uh, being a survivor of, of sexual assault or, you know, assault, domestic, any of these things that are very, very scary that we're just scratching the surface about talking about is when you are getting, this is the only, you know, I mean, it's still when you're getting hit like that online, it's, it's really hard to take the punches. I mean, it's like when people are like, Oh, how do you do it? You know, it's like, don't read the comments section, you know, that kind of thing. And that's certainly been a conversation for a different day. But I think specifically when you elicit the wasp nest, you're doing something right. Mm -hmm. And that's the other thing, because if people aren't upset now, that's not, I mean, again, where I'm like, I'm a rebel now. Like I'm not like, you know, <laughs> I'm still a rule follower. Like I don't want to elicit that, but there is something very true about that of like the only time that you really experience that is because other people have to believe their narrative yes. so strongly. Yes. That they'll throw rocks. And usually if they're throwing rocks, they're hurting. 100%. And I had to learn that the hard way of like, these people are coming at me because they hate themselves and I have to bear the brunt of them hating themselves. So they see a woman speaking their truth. Oh, I should attack her instead of like looking at myself and like looking at maybe behaviors I've done that have been sexual harassment or the inappropriate. Yeah. And well, and it's easier. It's so much it, easier. It, it, it's easier. And, and the things that are easy. I mean, even going back where I, I talk about it all the time, I'm like, oh, drinking was so much easier than like parts of my life now. It was mm -hmm. so much easier and frankly, like more fun, loved smoking cigarettes, loved drinking. Like it was easier. Fast food, buying fast food is so much easier than like making a salad. I hate making salads. I just, but they, they're better for me. Yeah. Yeah. But it, I mean, it's all of that of like the, the easy thing is, oh, it's exactly that. It's easier. And I think really choosing, you know, through all that, like you said, it was like Amy Schumer reached out to you and like all of the other people when you're like, uh, something I post might only get 30 likes, but if one person messages me and that's what I'm really trying to pay attention to now, like the people that message me and they're like, Hey, I love the way you speak. Cause it sounds like you're talking directly to me, mm. you know, or I love like the a couple of messages I've received in the last couple of months. And I was like, those are the things I need to print out and keep in my, like, again, be a fit receptacle create this space for people. And then I, you know, also keeping my ego in check, which is even, even if like it was just these people mm -hmm. forever, 
that's this many people who then affect this many people who affect this many people. Like that's going back to like never underestimating your story and your truth. Yes. Oh my gosh. Whenever I'm having a really bad day, my boyfriend reminds me to like check our basic witches DMS. Cause we get so many messages saying like, you guys changed my life. That's awesome. And it's so, yeah, it's so cool. So surreal, so powerful. And it's just like, okay, maybe having a bad day today, but like what I'm doing is important and it's changing people's lives, which is all I wanted to do, all we wanted to do when we made that show. Yeah. And I think there's also a sense of like normalizing bad days, yes, especially when it comes to social media. Like I think sometimes it's like, and I know we all know this. I mean, it's the same of like before social media where it was just like, oh, I'm just going to sit in the car and listen to sad music. It's like the same thing. And again, it goes back to that personal choice. How do I want to feel today? Mm. You know, and when you, and we all have those funky days, there's days where I'm like, I'll post a reel or something. I'm like, I'm really doing it. I'm stepping into my voice and I'm on my way. And then there's other days where I'm like, I'm an idiot. I should have just like stuck to wanting to do this one thing that made sense, that has a path. And I, you know, why didn't I just want to do that thing? And it's like, that's also normal. Human. Like this sense of, especially if you're on any sort of like spiritual path or like connected path or whatever, like you're gonna not feel great all the time. Uh Uh-huh. And healing is not linear. It's not like one straight line. There's peaks and valleys. It ebbs and flows. And yeah, it's totally okay and normal to be on that wave. And I think it's so much better though, because I feel like the the high highs are so much higher than they ever were when like there was still a gate. There was a gate on my failure when I was drinking or like my like feeling bad, but there was also a gate on feeling good because even the good things that were happening weren't things I was actually aligned with. Ooh, I'm so curious if you have an example. Just even like my relationship, you know, my relationship or, um, you know, um, auditions, Mm. things like that. Like it's just a whole other conversation, right. Of like being able to tell your agent, like, I'm not going to go on auditions like that anymore, but also knowing why, I mean, just going like, I'm above that. Like, that's not an answer. But if you have a true, like what is in alignment for you and, you know, and also, you know, there is the the reality of like Hollywood is an established system. And I think that all of us of light workers and all these people should be infiltrating it. And I do believe that those people are out there and exist, but Hollywood is an industry. Mm-hmm. It, it talk about go, 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 churn, churn, churn. It is a industry about making money. money. It doesn't care about your feelings. It yep. doesn't care about your intuition. Yep. And I think going into that and being able to recognize what that industry is and then creating a game plan for yourself is really important. It is changing too, because of the internet, like you and I were both spiritual people entertaining people. So like when you have light workers or like spiritual people aligned, enlightened people running Hollywood industry, entertainment stuff, then entertainment starts to become a little more mindful and less about like fear mindset, scarcity mindset, like dividing people. I agree. And it's, um, there's another spiritual teacher that I love. Her name is Nikki Novo. And, uh, she did her 2022 projections for the year. And one, it was interesting when she talked about entertainment and there's been a lot of talk. I don't know how glued in, uh, or tapped into these you are, but this idea of like new earth entertainment. So the idea that, you know, as millennials, we're kind of 
the in-between of like the old systems and old way of doing things. And then what will develop as new systems out of this time in history of COVID of the pandemic. And a lot of it is, you know, it's also, we now digest entertainment differently. We've adjusted to the way that we, you know, uh, even by doing everything via zoom or whatever, like we've just created new platforms Mm -hmm. and obviously with like the rise of TikTok and things like that. And uh, that there is this sense of, light workers and people attracted to light and mental health and, you know, kind of anything within this field that there is so much more of people being able to find each other and, and other people being able to find them. So the shift of what people want to see and also who they want to be supporting. I mean, superheroes movies will always exist. And, you know, there are all those worlds that do bring peace and love to people and et cetera. So those things will still exist, but you know, the same way of, you know, shopping local or these things were just more mindful. People are even becoming more mindful of like, well, who is it that's creating the thing that I want to see? Yeah. You know, where is my money going? So, you know, the idea of like uh, OnlyFans, Patreon, you know, all of these different ways that people can be independent creators is really dissolving, I think, the core center of what Hollywood was. And we are seeing this new, um, I mean, obviously very, very much in its infancy. Mm-hmm. But this new type of entertainment that we didn't have before. I mean, like I said, the Leah Knauer hour. Yes. Which, hey, I'm totally, I'm down to be, you know, an executive producer. Let's make this thing. (laughs) But I do, there's so much more room now than there ever has been. And again, I know everybody listening to this, you know, you might be like, dude, I'm happy being a dental hygienist. I don't need all this. But, you know, even within your world of whatever it is that you're creating and being mindful and, you know, I always say too, I think you're really good about this as well. Going back to social media is social. It is a community and I only get to do more and more work by other people being attracted to it. Mm -hmm. That, that this isn't, and, and that's been a real shift for me of, of dialing in and being like, Oh, I, I will only be able to expand as much as I invite folks in as I really allow yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm trying to, um, create more instead of consume. Mm. What do you mean by that? Like with social media specifically. Oh yeah. Creating, um, like focusing more on my page and versus, which sounds selfish, but it's like, it's serving my community. So it is actually helping other people. But like, instead of constantly scrolling, cause that's when I get stuck in like the comparison. Oh, why aren't I there? Why aren't I doing that? Why didn't I book that? There's so much of that. Um, and with filters too, like, why don't I look that? What I do, I don't know if you saw my story, but what I do now when I see someone's using a filter, I try that filter on myself just so my brain can see. Oh, interesting. Can see like, oh, I don't look like that. So I know they don't look like that. It's okay that they're using it. I love filters. I love a fun filter, but it's good to be aware of like, okay, I can see how that's changing. It's just like being, yeah, mindful about social media and how you use it. Well, and again, and that's self-empowerment, that's self-awareness. And that's what I'm always, you know, where it's like these major systems, and I don't mean to be doom and gloom. I do believe that they'll change over time, but in the same way where it took me four years to get to a place where I'm like, I will have a solo podcast and I will name it after myself. Like I've been in entertainment my entire life and it took me four years of being like, you can do it. You can do it. Don't be scared. You can do it. You know, and And I'm still feel now that you've done it. Oh, I feel great. I mean, I'm still terrified, but I... (laughs) 
Um, You're doing it. You're showing up. Scared. Oh, it's great. Love oh, it's it. great. And it's so much fun. And it's also for the first time where I'm like, oh, this is exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. Like this is the, you know, people always say your, your true purpose is where you can stand in a circle and do the thing without thinking about the thing. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, it just, it combines all the things that I love to do. And I'm just an expressor. I love to talk. And so being able to do this and have conversations with people where like, I mean, I can't wait till this is generating like real income and being like, I'm literally getting paid to have conversations with people that like, I think are fucking cool. Right. You know, and that is real. It can, it does exist. It just doesn't, it just hasn't fully, you know, come into fruition yet. So I, um, I love it. But with thinking about how long it took me to get to this place, you know, when we talk about collective change, of course, it's going to take time. It took me four years of showing up for myself every day to be like, and people would be like, Rachel, but you've always been an entertainer. Like this shouldn't be that much of a jump, but that true, like taking the veil down and being like, mm. it feels like, <laughs> feels like every scene in a movie where like young teenagers, like have sex with the person they love for the first time. And they're like awkward, like just standing. I think that's the notebook when she does that. Oh, and she yeah. just like takes her clothes off and like stands there. Like, that's how I feel. We, we sex now. Yeah. 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 Where I'm just like, this is me. Do you like it? Um, But I do. I think it's exciting. And so with all of these different voices being able to share and and building this sense of community, it will slowly become a causation of breaking down these other systems, too. And, Mm. And I go back to that as well when I'm like... I don't feel like I can show up for myself today, but I'm like, well, can you show up for everybody else? Like, can you, can you, if it's not for you, like, can you show up for other people today? Mm. Um, and most days that works. And then some days you just got to rest. Yeah. Oh, that's totally. another huge part of it too. Totally. Because this work is exhausting. And also like women, people with periods, like we are cyclical people. We do not, we have a lot of hormones at a certain time. So it's so okay and necessary to give yourself that time to relax, to be quiet, to receive. I mean, all like the feminine energy stuff. Yes. I have one question for you. Yes. What if I'm like only one? No, I, cause this is something that I'm working on. So I'm curious if you've experienced this, which is, um, there are either like spiritual teachers or people that, um, I want to begin to engage with, right. Mm-hmm. In a way that's not just like following them, but like, Hey, I'm doing the work that you're doing. And it is that sense of, um, I don't know these people. Right. And when, and you know, is like when people that'll message you because they've been listening to you for a long time, but you're like, that's so kind. I don't know this person. Mm -hmm. And so I want to be cognizant of that Mm -hmm. because I recognize that. I also recognize these people probably get a lot of messages, but I'm ready to start building a community of not, of, of being able to reach out to other people who I feel like spiritually and energetically I'm in alignment with. I don't know if you've experienced that, not necessarily of like, do you want to come do my podcast? But just an engaging in that idea of showing up for yourself, of manifestation. Do you have any experience um, or insight for me and for other people listening of like, how do you start to do that, of leveling up in a way that engages other people. Yes. It is so weird. Cause I, I, people who listen to the podcast, they will sometimes message me without like any other messages before. And it'll be just something like really random. And I'll be like, what are we talking about? Like, right. It's, it's, so it's kind of weird. Um, so I would say my best advice is like DM them. Hi, 
I'm this person. I create this. This is my mission. This is my message. I love your work. I resonate with you because X, Y, Z. And then honestly asking them to come on your podcast because a conversation is really where a relationship is made. Um, Like we've had so many amazing people on Basic Witches and it started from a simple DM. Actually, what was crazy, Gal Darling, who I'm obsessed with, Mm -hmm. she does like EFT tapping. um, I messaged her to come on Basic Witches and literally, this is like two years now, literally that day she, she responded that she would come onto the podcast. And then that day, an hour later, I ran into her <laughs> no way at the wing that like women oh yeah 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 at the wing we I she was on working on her computer and I, I just walked over I was like I'm sorry are you gala and she was like yes and I was like oh my god we literally just emailed and now I'm running into you and we like took a selfie and it was just such a fucking magical day and that is wild it's just like reaching out and saying who you are and why you love them well I, no and I love that and it's also where I'm like okay cool yep that's that's what I plan to do which yeah. which I you know I always tell people that when, um, if I consult with people and they're like, I'm looking to get a new agent, like how should I email people? And I'm like, yes, it's exactly that of like, it's the most like grounded and yet direct. It's a be- pitch. Yes. Because yeah. these people get a lot of information. Yes. So you don't want to be, don't over inundate somebody. No. And, um, yeah, but I was just curious cause there's, you guys have had a lot more experience, um, and kind of doing that uh, and that aspect up, of this following yes. up too, not being afraid of following up because they do get a lot of messages. Some things slip by. I mean, I, I forget to answer messages too, and I don't even have that huge of a following. So it just, it happens. Yeah. So following up is huge. Reminding them who you are, um, still commenting on their stuff. I mean, they see that. Yeah, totally. And I, well, it's interesting because, you know, in my energetic response to like you messaged her and then you ran into her. Right. I always say, um, I think it was Monica Padman who does, uh, armchair expert, uh, with Dak Shepard. This was something that she had said and I was like, Oh my gosh, this is gold, which is like the, um, most universal things are in the specificity. Mm. Like we think that each of our journeys are so separate, but really in the most specific of stories is when the most like universal things are. Yes. So that's where I'm also like, you know, the, like I said, my higher voice who talks to me like this, you know, she's like, you wouldn't be wanting to reach out to these people if you weren't, if you weren't ready to, you know, again, that fit receptacle, like two years ago, you would be like, oh no, I'm still like listening, but you have learned or grow, you know, have have grown to a place where you are an energetic match for these people. Mm -hmm. And you, now that's not meaning that everyone's going to say yes, or, you know, or things like that. But, and this doesn't just mean, Hey, come be on my podcast. I think this is true of everything. We're talking about relationships. We have someone who said no to us multiple times over the past four years. And we're still asking her, we're like, we're not giving up. Yeah. Like, come on, come on. And, and I agree. And also it's like, you know, I always say too, it's like sometimes like a no, you know, that idea feel like, is it about you? And it also just means like a no, not right now. Exactly. It's, it's not forever. Exactly. And, you know, I think it is so much of that of like the reason that you guys ran into each other again is like, even if you're on different parts of the journey or they mirror each other, you know, you're always kind of like, circling back around with those people, which was why I was like, you have to come on the, you know, if you're doing podcasts right now, like, please come. Um, because I see so much of, you know, what my journey is and what I'm wanting to do parallels with, with yours. Mm -hmm. And, and so, you know, when those kind of keep popping up, it's like, it is, that is real, you know? And I think so often we, you know, if you're, if you're somebody who's still like signals or signs aren't real, you know, it's just coincidence. That's fine. But also like, 
call it whatever you want. Mm-hmm. It's real for the fact that it keeps happening. Yeah. So there's something to pay attention to. Yes. Right? I think it's more fun to look for synchronicities. Sure. And like, again, it goes back to like, none of this is real. None of this matters. Uh, none of it matters. And there is such freedom for me in that when I get so sometimes I take myself so seriously and um you know and I'm like dude you're not a lot of comedians take themselves really seriously which is really funny it's I mean it's like dude it's really not that big of a deal at the end of the day and and I think the more that we can practice that for ourselves you know and the idea of of really wanting, because I do, I do really want a very large audience. I want to be able to captivate that. Own I want, yes. I want to be able to hold space for that. I, I want to, you know, be able to do a symposium and talk to Brene Brown. I want to be able to hold space and do these things. Um, and so that's where, again, I was so inspired by your, you know, not only posting your videos about SNL or, or your your impressions rather that, that they're in pursuit of this thing, but so many people are like, we're scared mm-hmm. to say what we want. want. Mm-hmm. And I don't know where that comes. I guess it goes back to that that fear of failure or like looking silly. It's, it's so much easier to self-sabotage and tell yourself that you're not worthy of the thing instead of actually trying. But But what's so funny is not trying you're not going to get it anyway. So you might as well try. Oh yeah. Well, and for me, you know, when I look back and it's like, gosh, I moved here and I was with like one of the top five agents. I was going into really great rooms, but not only a, I didn't know enough about Hollywood to actually know that like the majority of Hollywood was not in those rooms. Mm -hmm. Like I, I didn't, I didn't know that people come to Hollywood and work for years and years to get in those rooms. Like I just didn't have that knowledge yet. Um, but I think also like, I don't really think that I knew I deserved to be there. Oh, yeah. And so in some ways it was self-sabotage. I wasn't ready. And also like, oh, I'm so grateful that a lot of those things didn't come into fruition at the time. But that's why even now I'm like, okay, so maybe a little bit of the strategy in the game has changed. But when I get scared, you know, saying things out loud, like, yeah, I, I this is what I want to do. I, I want to bring people to a sense, like am I think of my... Instagram right now. It's like guiding people closer to themselves one joke at a time. Like that's what I want to do. And as scared as I am of like moving to Atlanta, shifting this vision, I'm like, you had it the first time and you didn't believe in it. So you blew it and you grieved that. Don't do it a second time. You learned. now. Yeah. Take that failure that was quote unquote failure. Take those lessons learned. And now you're even doing the thing you're really like fit to do. Like don't. So if you're just listening to this, it's, I share it for me, obviously, because it's so real and raw for me. But like, I beg of you, whatever the next thing is that you're really wanting to do, like go on the date with the nice guy. Yes. You know, go on the date with the nice girl, like change your pronouns and be like, sorry, mom and dad, if you think they is, you know, bizarre or whatever, it's they, that's what you're calling me. Like, you know, whatever these things are like, Hey, I've decided I'm quitting my job and I want to open this bakery or whatever the thing is that you're doing or like looking at somebody and going, Hey, you know what? I don't want to have kids. I don't. And I'm okay with that. Like owning whatever your truth is. Yes to me is, and also it's like the sexiest thing. And I feel like for me, going back to my drinking, I was so scared for so long to use my voice because I thought everybody else knew. Mm. And now I'm like, everybody else is a mirror and they, they are a teacher. And it's not that I know everything, but there's something so sexy to going, 
that's for me. That's not for me. I like this thing. I don't like that thing. Like yes. that to me, like having a point of view. Hot. So hot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is there anything else you want to leave us with? No, this was awesome. Oh, thank you so much for coming. Thanks I genuinely me. mean that, that I, um, like I said, whenever you have those days of like, why am I doing this? Like if nothing else, imagine me, you're doing it for me really of such a peer and, and somebody to, um, just really, you believe in yourself and in, in this way that is potent and encourages other people to, and is also like so silly and playful and fun, but really rooted in like just badassery. And I love that. And I, and there's also this sense of softness and, and all of the things. And I, um, I just want to hear from you because I know there's, you have so many offerings right now um, that share with us all the places that we can find you, all of your offerings and all the good things. I do not take any of that lightly. So thank you. I of really course. I appreciate that. I yes. receive that. Um, well, if you're listening, first of all, unfollow everyone that makes you feel like shit and then follow me at Leah Knauer. Yes, 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 y'all. L-E-A-H-K-N-A-U-E-R.com. Um, yeah. And if you want to book a reading with me, I do tarot and oracle card reading. Actually, I brought two of my decks, which are for sale. <gasps> I have the deck of hearts and I have journal prompts for bad bitches. Can we close out with an affirmation? Oh my gosh, I would absolutely love this. And then yes, my four week self-paced manifestation course. You can enroll at any time. There's a lot of video lessons and action steps. And it's a four week program to get you manifesting the shit out of your life. All right, let's pull a card from the holographic deck of hearts. Rachel, I'm going to have you pull. Oh my gosh. Okay. All right. What do we need to know to close it out? Mm. I am beautiful <gasps> inside and out. Oh, gorgeous. Yes, I love you this. Are. I love this. And you know what's interesting? Um, I've never really identified with the idea of like beauty or beautiful, right? Which is also so much of why I just became really funny. But that's a podcast for a different day. Um, <laughs> but I've also... Uh, guys, you got to tune back in about my spirit guides. I've learned that one of my names is Beauty Bear. Cute. So that I'm able to, you know, create beauty in all these other ways. But a bear is still like big and ferocious yes. and sturdy. Um, so I really love this I card, love especially because I've been like, oh, I know you, you talked about that. Earlier. Yeah. yeah. So there we go. Inside and out, guys. Leah, thank you so, so much. My friends, there's so much noise. I hope that you can work on cutting it out for yourself. As always, tune out, tune in. Love you. Main it. Main it.